0: since the dawn of time mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements over the centuries these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers the last few years there's been a push to save the planet are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle look no further you're about to enter the adventures of container home living live from the Star Worldwide Network Studios, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Oh, yes, and we'd like to
1: welcome all of you to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks, and you are listening to Steve Dubell and my co-host, Mel Alva. Mel, how are you today?
2: I'm doing great, Steve. How are you?
1: You know, I've had... I've had some good days. I've had some tongue twisters, but we're doing okay.
2: Uh,
1: That's great. But uh, we have a lot of great information to come uh, come at you at the show today. Uh, We're going to be talking about, uh, obviously, container home living and some sustainable products and services that uh, are very instrumental in the building of container homes, as well as services that you could use if you just have a regular, ordinary home, you know, stick build, block build, whatever it is. But these are things, obviously, that we're all concerned about. And um, well, one other announcement we'd like to make before we get started talking about a few things. Uh, if you are in the Phoenix metro area, please make sure you go online or pick up a copy of the latest edition of New Times, because there is an article in there uh, with Mel and I talking about the show and Container Home Living and things that you're going to need to know if this is where you're at. you want to talk about container home living and sustainable living? Well, this is a great place to start every week here on Boxcar Universe. But check out the New Times article because we did get into a little area that I think is uh, near and dear to our hearts because we do live in the city. And one of the things that Mel and I like to do is always give back to the community. And uh, Mel, we were talking about low-income housing and how container homes can actually help cities, not just in Phoenix, but around the country.
2: Absolutely. Um, The reporter that came out uh, brought it to our attention. And, you know, we're hoping that um, people that will tune into the show um, will help us with some of those resources. And um, from what we understand now, there is actually government funding out there for uh, the container home communities and for low income.
1: You know and that's one thing if you are you know, there are people, despite how tight things are, uh, you know, money wise throughout the country, the way the economy is right now, there are people out there looking to invest in different things. And like they always say, you know, real estate is usually always good to invest in, even though there are some ups and downs, but so has the stock market. But real estate's usually a pretty sound place to put some of your money so if you're investing and you want to do a community then we've got some connections that we can talk to you about about building a container home community and i think that's one of the things that um really excites us to have a sustainable container home community that we can all be proud of i mean and i said mentioned last week in the show there is america's tallest Container Home High-Rise in America is right here in the Phoenix area down on uh, McKinley and 3rd Street, and it's called Ida, and it's it's just a, it's a beautiful building. And the architecture on it, you, when you think of container homes, it's eight stories high, and there are 66 containers used in this. So I'm not saying that you're going to build a high-rise, but we could build a container home community with, you know, whether it be 1,600, 2,000, 3,000 square foot container homes on a property. If you have money to invest, by all means, contact us because we'll be able to to, uh, help you with that and put you in touch with the right people. And uh, we could do something right here in the Phoenix market. I think it'd be really good.
2: I have some photos of the... uh the, high, the high-rise container home at night uh, we were in downtown and uh, i'll share those with you so oh
1: that'll be great everybody can, can see them that'll be great we'll put those up on the facebook page that'll be great it's i'm sure it looks pretty awesome it does yeah uh, it's it's some great architecture there and uh like i said uh last week that we actually going to have an interview with the uh co-developer of ida and um she is uh uh, partaking in Rosh Hashanah religious holiday this week. So we hope to have her on here in uh, in the next few weeks and we'll be able to talk about that and see what thought went into that because I think the design that went into that building was just simply phenomenal to be able to build something like that out of a recycled container, 66 of them, and then build it into some structure that is just simply phenomenal. And we hope that we'll be able to get a... Uh, a video of actually a tour going through the building. That's that's one of the things that uh, is on my wish list when we speak to Kathleen, so I think that'll be really great. Great. But we have some great people on the show today. We have uh, Eduardo Coronado from Reyes Tile is going to be talking to us about some sustainable flooring as well as Jim Baker is going to be on from uh, one of our longtime sponsors, Mr. Electric. We're going to be talking about some energy-saving items, and then also we're going to have Joe Pep and uh, Jack Alva on from Extra Mile Painting. We're going to be talking about you know some of those great sustainable paint products that are out there because you know there are energy-saving paint products, and a lot of people may not think there are, but yes, there are energy-saving paint products that we're going to be able to talk about. So I want everybody to stay tuned because we're going to take a short break, but when we come back. We're going to be talking with uh, Eduardo, so make sure you are listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks.
3: Quality of service, punctuality, and accountability. These ideals are what set Extra Mile Painting Company apart from other painting companies. In Arizona since 2015, Extra Mile has been servicing the Valley, painting mainly residential and commercial projects. We're committed to bringing value to paint projects by providing an estimate for you quickly, showing up on time consistently, and completing your project efficiently. Give us a call today for a free paint estimate at 602-521-2662. You can also find us on the web at extramilepaintingaz.com, as well as on Facebook and Yelp we Extra Mile Painting Company. If someone asks you to go a mile, go too.
2: I'm Mel Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at Alva interiors AZ, and on Instagram at Alva Interiors.
0: Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? Remember, at Mister Electric, we have the power to make things better.
1: All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks, and we want to jump right into our conversations with uh, Eduardo Coronado from Reyes Tile, and we're going to find out everything about uh, Eduardo's company and uh, these, you know, these floor, this flooring that it seems to be very sustainable. So, uh, Mel. Tell us a little bit about that with Eduardo.
2: Yeah, so I am excited to have my good friend here with me, Eduardo. He is the owner of Riz Tile. I've worked with him for years, and um, I know he's a little nervous being on yes. the show, <laughs> but that's okay. Don't be,
1: don't be nervous. Yeah. We're kind and gentle. Yeah. You'll be fine.
2: <laughs> but uh, he's, uh, he's really great at what he does, and um, I'm really excited to have him here. So, um, Eduardo, tell us a little bit about your company and how long you guys have been in business.
4: Highway, well, yeah, it's Reyes Tile. We've been doing it for over 15 years already. We're all family owned. We do showers, a lot of remodels, counter, countertops, commercials, everything pretty much floors. All kinds of all flooring. All kinds.
2: Okay, residential and commercial. Yes, both. Okay, awesome. Um, I'm excited to have you on the show because obviously I'm the interior designer here and yes, I am the co-host, but, um, I'd like to talk to you about some flooring trends and then also the sustainability factor on some of these floors. Um, obviously we know the number one, um, flooring that, you know, is durable and eco-friendly is bamboo. bamboo. yeah. Um, and that is a wood product, right? Yes. Um, and so, you know, I don't know that I've seen a lot of people in Arizona using bamboo. I've used it, you know, a handful of times. Um, what are, what's your take on that? Have you had other customers using bamboo?
4: I have. Um, probably not this recent years, but I did use it a lot, quite a bit, like five years ago. Everyone was using bamboo. Yeah. Now everyone's trying to use the planks, the, the, the recycled ones, the...
2: The reclaimed ones, The reclaimed wood, one. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. So everything, um, whether it's the reclaimed wood, whether it's the vinyl planks, um, the wood flooring, everybody wants that wider, the wider plank.
4: Yes. And they all look good. It just depends what you guys like. And uh, like What
2: do you think the easiest um, to install is as far as, you know, um, between like a bamboo? Is it harder to cut um, than a, an oak wood? I'm just curious.
4: Uh. If it's hardwood, it's pretty much the same. Is it? Yeah. I mean, unless it's like laminate, obviously easier.
2: Okay. What's your experience on that? Because I know the vinyl uh, the vinyl uh, planks are extremely popular right now. They the are. The waterproof ones.
4: Yeah, the waterproof ones. Everyone's trying to use them. They are really good, really durable.
2: Okay. So that's good. Um, how How do you feel as far as like install? um does it have to be a glued down? Can it be a floating floor? Are they easy to install? If somebody wanted to try to tackle this themselves, what would you say?
4: Uh, it just depends on the floor, how good it is. You need to be, has to be prepped, has to be flush level. And if it's a good floor, I mean, you could go ahead and give it a try. Give it a try.
2: What about um, moisture? I want to bring this up real yeah, quick. Yes, so you really
4: have to check for moisture for um, anything. You have to be sure and you have to climb at the you have to leave it like at least 48 hours. Yeah. So it
2: can acclimate yeah. in the house. Yeah, that's for any engineered bamboo yes. um, flooring. As far as, um, you know, the moisture level in a slab, we have a lot of homes here in the valley that have that uh, flood irrigation. Do you find that there are more and more um, homes that have issues with, um, you know, popping of tiles, things mm. like that, of, or the planks, because of moisture or is there a product that we can use um that would seal that in
4: there is some products i mean just depends how bad the moisture is i mean we would have to check hopefully i mean it could work if not it's just a matter of treating it mm-hmm. but it, it's been really good here not so much
2: so what about tiles what have you noticed as far as trends today and i know you do a big. lot of commercial projects as well yes what are you e- seeing everyone's trying now? to
4: use big tiles now the bigger, Twenty-four
1: the <laughs> by forty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny too because you know a lot of those bigger tiles. What's they? It actually spurred a, a, a business because if you had these big, huge tiles, I mean, years ago you couldn't cut those tiles on those tiles. So they were just they were just too small. Right. So guess what? You know you see these big DeWalt ones that you could put you know, a, a four-foot tile through that's two foot wide. I mean, they're huge. Straight cutters. Yeah.
4: What's what all? Yeah, they're coming out with everything.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. You know, but um, trends drive business. There's no doubt. Well, yeah.
2: I will say this. Um We've worked together for years, and uh, Eduardo and I, and um there are... You know, the showers that you can do the large format uh, type tiles, the porcelain tiles, and it kind of gives you that seamless look. And I know that there's a a few different companies out there, so we won't mention any names, but um, they are slip proof. And so you can put them on the floors, on the walls. Um, And, you know, it it really does kind of give you that spa-like look. And it looks like marble, but it's actually
4: porcelain. Porcelain. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's a quarter of the price. Um, It does look really nice. Exactly. And it gives you that look. So it's almost like um, using the quartz countertops, you know, that look like marble (laughs) that obviously are a fraction of the cost. But um, real quick, I just want to talk about a couple of other materials. Um, Cork flooring being one that is, you know, second in line to being, you know, extremely sustainable, eco-friendly. They actually take the cork off of the tree, but leave the tree planted. And so it grows back every 8 to 10 years, and I think that's pretty interesting. Have you ever installed a cork floor?
4: Yes, we have. I didn't know that about the tree, though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, (laughs) thank you, Google, for the information. Thank you, Google. (laughs) It makes me sound very smart. (laughs) Um, One other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, carpet and carpet tiles. And I know that you do a lot of this all, you know, obviously you do a lot of commercial. Yeah. And so the, the carpet tiles are kind of the new thing where they're easy to pop up and replace, right? If something ever does really get damaged and, and it's easy Just, to install. Yeah, you
4: could replace a tile right away. Easy fix. You don't have to replace a whole row. Yeah. Like and so down carpet.
2: One other thing um, most people don't realize is, you know, maybe they do now, but there are companies that you can actually get carpet tiles and create your own area rugs for like residential areas. And you can kind of create your own shapes, Um, The other thing is, like, companies like Shaw Flooring, you know, they are extremely green and eco-friendly, and uh, I was just explaining this to some friends the other day when we were talking about carpeting, is um, to try to stay, you know, sustainable. Um, if you have a carpet that doesn't have to be replaced every couple of years, you're helping the environment because that waste is going into a dump, right? Yep. Yeah. And so, if you can have a carpet that you know is uh, one from recycled materials or two that lasts a long time, that is also helping the environment. Um, but I just wanted to say, you know, uh, thank you, Eduardo, for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. You know, we'll uh, we'll have uh, other chats in the future about shower tiles and trends and and uh, waterproofing.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, and then one before we go to break, I just want to bring up one quick thing. Um, I noticed uh, we're talking about those uh, vinyl uh, water resistant Planks. planks. Okay, a lot of times. Yeah. When we talked about you talked about going on concrete, but I know on wood floors like second floors, would you recommend if if there's any question when you see all these four by eight pieces of of flooring put in to use any kind of floor
4: leveling just to be safe yes for sure i do it's 100% recommended you have to double check and i mean obviously for a second floor planks will be easier but i mean tile the big tiles you could do them as well just yeah. the, the proper install
1: that's right, yeah, yeah, because I know a lot of homeowners they decided to go, they went to uh, one of the big box stores and they got, oh yeah, they're having a sale and they buy this wood you know vinyl plank flooring, you know, and they want to put it upstairs on the second floor yeah. and the, on top of the flooring, and I went to look at it, I'm like, you can't do that I mean, look at the, look at this look at the substrate, it's yeah. not ready to put that down, not to mention that they have water running off a hill. And it's in a very, it's up, it's, uh, you know, upstate in Arizona. I use upstate because I used to live in New York, upstate New York. Mm. <laughs> That's what can I say? It's upstate in Arizona and the water flows down the hill and it's very moist underneath there. So no wonder the wood looks so terrible because when they pulled the carpet up, it, it looked like, uh, like it, the floor had a wave in it and they wanted to put that laminate yeah. right over it. And I'm like, you can't Never. do that. Well, you
2: know? I'll tell you what, um, I, I've, used this for many years and Shaw Flooring uh, bought out U.S. floors and the Cortec floor system I have in our own house and I have to tell you I absolutely love it it is waterproof um, and uh, you know we've had uh, rain come in through the sliders and nothing has happened so quite frankly I mean there are new technology you know that's out there for the flooring system to last even in a wet environment because you can install that stuff in showers um i really love it it has a look and feel of real wood it does have that durability factor um is it perfect i don't you know i don't think so it's it's obviously not a real engineered wood and we say engineered in arizona it's too dry to have you know a solid plank here because it's just going to crack and I'm sure Eduardo can, you know, speak to that For too. Sure. We've both been in the business a long time. Um, and so I, I think the the technology behind the, you know, the Cortex system that they have is is pretty brilliant actually.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really good. And it, it has
2: that cork backing, by the way. Yes. So it does have soundproofing built yeah, in. Yeah,
1: it does. It does. And, and it does help. And, you know, I think it looks really great. But if you are obviously not all our listeners are within the, you know, Phoenix, Metro, Arizona area. So you're in other parts of the country. You know, I would strongly recommend that you touch base with, uh, you know, a local designer or you just contact Mel. Mel will be able to help you and be able to tell you exactly what she would recommend in those areas because, you know, different parts of the country require different things. That's why a lot of people say, well, you now homes in Arizona, they're not built as well because, you know, they're not, they don't have to put up and endure some of the harshness of like the, you know the East Coast winters England, and New stuff England like that weather. in New yeah. England, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, out of Boston, but uh, and New York, but no, seriously, uh, you Arizona has you know, has its own issues, and we have to deal a lot with heat, and that's one of the things that, like Mel said, you have to be cognizant of when you start using materials. You have to know, make sure that, you know, you're not going to waste your money and pour money into something that's not going to be long lasting and sustainable. And I think now more than ever is that's the kind of uh, product that we're trying to promote here on the show. And and why don't we like to welcome you as a new sponsor to the show. We look forward to. uh, Thank you. So many, 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 many. Years for sure of of working together and relationship wise. But thank you again for being on the show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Eduardo.
1: Thank you. All right. We're gonna take a short break and when we come back, uh Jim Baker from Mr. Electric is gonna be talking with us about some energy saving devices that you could put in your home right now. Or if you're you know thinking about building that container home yourself, well, better call me first. But you need to know stuff about energy saving devices for your home. So make sure you stay tuned because you are listening to Boxcar Universe, your source for container home information and sustainable lifetime living. Don't go away.
0: Updating your flooring, shower, or backsplash can be stressful. But when you have the right company involved that process becomes easier reyes tile is a family owned and operated business that has served the valley for over 15 years they specialize in residential commercial and multi-family projects their main focus is on all types of flooring backsplash and showers eduardo coronado owner of reyes tile can be reached at 602-384-6825 on instagram at reyes.tile llc reyes tile Excellence in flooring.
5: Hello, my name is Sean with Mr. Electric, and I have a safety tip for you today aluminum wiring. If you have warm receptacles, or maybe even receptacles that only work sometimes, and maybe even a small smoke trail that comes up from the top of your outlet, this may indicate that you have aluminum wiring in your house. A survey by the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission shows that homes built before 1972 and wired with aluminum branch circuits are 55 times more likely to have one or more wire connections at an outlet reach what's called a fire hazard condition than homes that were wired with copper only. The problem is the connection of the aluminum wire to copper devices or wiring. When aluminum and copper come together, the result over time is oxidization or rust, and over time this condition creates resistance to the flow of electricity causing the connections to overheat. The longer the time goes, the worse this condition gets. If you have aluminum wiring, bring in a licensed electrician to educate you on the use of AFCI breakers, which sense electrical arcs, and also Consumer Product Safety Commission approved methods of connectors to greatly improve the quality of the aluminum connections in your home. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we are just a phone call or a click away. You can reach us at 480 503 1339 or on the web at PhoenixMetro.MrElectric.com. And remember at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. When choosing a roofing contractor, make sure you evaluate the roofing company. Look into the following things. Make sure they are licensed and insured for your protection and peace of mind. Call the Better Business Bureau and make sure the company you choose is in good standing. Look for a company with a proven track record that offers client references. Keep a healthy scepticism about considering a low bid. Many fly-by-night contractors provide below-cost bids, but they are often uninsured and perform substandard work. At Kaiko Roofing, we're crazy about quality and we would like to be your roofing contractor. For more tips, visit us online at kaikoroofing.com.
1: All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And uh, our next guest is Jim Baker from Mr. Electric of Phoenix. And Jim, thank you for being on the show today. Uh, How are you doing?
6: I'm great. How are you today?
1: You know, we're just here talking about trying, you know, we're trying to get the word out, but uh, we want to make sure that we get the word out about those energy saving devices, which I know Mr. Electric installs a lot of, and they've been in the business. For many, many years. Jim, tell us a little bit about your role in the company and um, how long the company's been here in the Phoenix market.
6: Well, I know that the company has been here in Phoenix for, well, I've been with them for going on 11 years now, and they were established before I got here. Um,
1: so you can almost say you were a veteran?
6: Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right.
1: <laughs> okay, well. uh, well, that's good. But you know, some of the things that we want to talk about, you know, one of the first things I think are important is smart thermostats. Smart thermostats are, uh, I think they've been around for a few years, but I got to believe that a lot of people are, they don't have them in their homes.
6: Yeah. You know, we don't see as many of them as you would think, considering the work that they do. Um Just on the basics, just being able to set a standard schedule uh, with the digital ones that a lot of people have now, um, that's great. But the smart thermostats allow you to set those schedules when you're away from home just in case plans change. Uh, Maybe it's a real humid day and you want to fine-tune things to be a little cooler to take care of some of that humidity that gets into the house, uh, things like that. Uh, that you just can't do with a regular thermostat system, uh, and even some of the older homes that can't do it because the wiring isn't sufficient for the the smart thermostats because they had the old analog dials. Yeah, um, but it would be nice to see a lot more people with them for sure.
1: Now, is, is it possible for a homeowner, if they would want to do that, th- they want to do an upgrade, is this something that you'd have to come out and – do an assessment, like you had said, see what kind of wiring they have, see if see if using a smart thermostat is possible?
6: Uh, definitely uh, one of the steps in the process, for sure. Um, obviously, uh, the first point that they would want to go through, um, and especially in some older homes, would be uh, if the system is sufficient in the first place, uh, let alone just doing a thermostat. But like I said, we can come out there and take a look and see if the wiring is good. Sometimes you don't have enough wires for the communication that the smart thermostat needs to make with the system and the air handler. Uh, And, yes, that's definitely something that we could come out and and look at. And also HVAC contractors also can uh, assess those situations as well.
1: Interesting. Um, Next thing we want to talk about is some LED lighting and obviously that is something that we had mentioned on the show last week but you know a lot of people you know you know i think one of the things that people had gone through years ago when led lighting came out everybody was so used to you know your 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 60 watt bulbs or 25 watt bulbs and you'd go in there and all of a sudden now you're hit with led lighting with different kinds of ratings on it and you're 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 wondering okay well how does an led light Rate against what the old the old system was, you know, and I think that was something that people had to get used to. Did you find that to be um, something that you had to educate, you know, your customers on?
6: Yeah, you know that that's a that's a good question. Uh, while there has been some of the uh, questions regarding how to determine what the uh, what the equivalency is between the old incandescent bulbs and the LEDs. Um, the bigger fight has been with, the, historically, the LEDs were always considered to be, I don't like that blue light. You know, everyone thought it was just a bright blue light, and, and that's just not the case. And there's a wide spectrum of color you could select from now, um, and special order bulbs, and right off the shelf types of bulbs that, uh, that handle a lot of it. Um, when it comes to equivalency and the wattages, it'll state it right on the box. Uh, what the equivalency of it is. So they've really simplified that whole selection process about as much as they can on a retail level. You
1: know, uh, Mel, have you found with some of the designs that you've done that people are interested, you know, I go into a home and you see all that, you know, led lighting to accent countertops, cabinets, under cabinet lighting. Have you found a lot of people in the higher end remodel projects? Are they doing stuff like that? using led lighting
2: they are um and again you know you can change the the coloring on those cans um i'm using a lot of the strips when it comes you know to under cabinet lighting inside the cabinets um also let me just say this um they tend to kind of look like wall acne to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm kind of the designer that really wants to hide. Wall acne. The, yes. Wall acne, I like um, you know, hide the outlets. And I know, um, you know, they have like the, the push outlets that will come out. Um, you know, instead of doing six inch cans everywhere, maybe you're doing a four inch. Um, there are other options out there and, and quite frankly, um, I am still learning all of these options and uh, it's pretty interesting because lighting can really make or break a design. Just let me say that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I have to remember that. Next time I walk into a home home (laughs) and and somebody wants me to fix their drywall and and I'll look, take, remove the pictures. I'm like, Oh, you're suffering from wall It's
2: really, it's so true. I mean, I have a project that's going on right now that I'm working with the builder and you know it's a three dimensional tile and and maybe you know uh you know Mr. Electric can give us some input on this but the outlets what do you do i mean you have to have outlets so many feet in a backsplash and it just takes away from the beauty of the tile and there's got to be solutions out there and i know that like i said they have pop-ups and things like that but um Anyway, sorry. Yes, I, I tend to call them wall acne, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it, they are very needed. And uh, there's a lot of LED options out there. And, you know, here's another thing I think a lot of people forget about, um, toe kick lighting in cabinets. Yes, that is a it's something that's really beautiful that can really light up a space. You can use it as that night light, um, especially if you're getting up in the middle of the night, to drink water, something to snack sure. on late at night.
1: Right. I mean, in, in that, in using that led lighting, I mean, it doesn't pull a a lot of energy at all. Right, Jim?
6: No, it really doesn't use much energy at all, especially compared to a lot of the other options that you used to have. Um, we're talking 10, 20% of the energy consumption of a standard bulb for your typical lamp bulbs. Now the led bulbs, um, for example the recess lights you were talking about your standard incandescent recess light would use 65 watts and your typical bulb that would go in there now for led is maybe 13. uh so it's the it's not only that savings with the wattage reduction on there but they also don't emit the heat the same way their other bulbs did so uh you're also saving on cooling costs as well right that's that's a big thing
1: true now we want to get we want to get into a little bit about appliances because I know when we do kitchen remodels and I'm sure Mel you know this when you get into a home that you want to be able to go in and do a kitchen remodel maybe it's an older home with some older appliances everybody's all excited new cabinets new design you know oh wow they have slow close doors and drawers I mean it's some people have never experienced that that's like you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. <laughs> but uh, you think about this, but the appliances are important because you just can't plug appliances, new appliances, into where the old appliances were because the circuits may not be up to speed. Do you find that uh, a lot, Jim, when people have come in and, you know, they want to do that, but you have to run special home runs for like a microwave or a refrigerator? Maybe they oh, didn't have absolutely.
6: that before. Absolutely, yeah. Uh... The biggest one probably would be when people remove a range hood to put a microwave in, and they don't realize that the range hood doesn't use much power. They would have tied that into the the lights or the countertop plugs, any number of different things. So when they hook up a microwave and they're surprised when the lights flicker or the breaker trips, and you definitely need to run additional wiring for that. Um, and likewise, uh, the big thing nowadays is all this induction cooking. Uh, they don't always work on the same size circuits that you had for the old appliance. Uh, some of them use uh, quite a bit more power. You have to have that assessed and see if, if the wiring is proper for the situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's just so, so, so important. What do you think about how much energy extra do you, you know, you talk about this with You know, like California, everything, you know, is is going electric, but they can't they can't sustain what they want to do because the grid's too small. What do you find about Have you dealt a lot with some of these charging stations for some of these electric cars? How much energy do they really pull?
6: Well, your typical residential ones would be a 40 or a 50 amp circuit uh, running to those. So that equates to ninety six hundred to twelve thousand watts. Of maximum capacity. Uh, Those will typically only run at about 70 or 80% of that consistently uh, because of how they rate things for heat load and everything like that. Um, But some of these uh, charging, uh, the wall mount chargers like for Tesla and the new Lucid vehicles and stuff like that, they're using 60 to 80 amp circuits, sometimes 100 amp circuits. uh, And many people don't have that capacity physically in their electrical service to handle that. Uh, and then it gets into the whole thing, like you just said, you reach out to the utility companies to look at upgrading and their system won't handle it and it becomes a huge construction project because you want to go green with a vehicle.
1: It's ex- exactly right. So obviously before you go out and buy your Tesla, Make sure you check with Mister Electric to come by and assess whether you could have your own charging station at your house. Because if you can't, um, I don't know where you're going to charge your car. So that's going to be that's going to be an interesting thing. But uh, again, when when dealing with electric, and we talk about this all the time on the show and all my previous shows, the electric part of it is so important. Especially, you know, we're going to be coming into the holidays. You're going to be drawing more power with all the electric that you're going to be using and stuff like, so it's important your bill and especially in the summertime, it goes up, but even in the wintertime when the holidays around, your bill is going to be up. If you haven't had your electrical system checked or, or at least analyzed and assessed, you need to make sure that you touch base with Mr. Electric Phoenix here because they're going to be able to tell you like with Jim came out and give you the straight scoop on what you can and can't do. And the last thing I want to be able to do is when we get into December is, you know, we do this every year. Sadly, uh, Jim and I were talking about this this morning is, you know, report fires of homes because of the electric. Wiring on the Christmas lights, you know, had burned the house down, or if you've overloaded a circuit because you've got a zillion lights on your house, and you just figured, well, there's one more plug I can plug it into. It's empty, I can plug it in, but it'll be fine. No, it's not going to be fine. You need to make sure that you assess it, evaluate your energy usage for your home or your container. So it's 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 very important. Jim, thanks so much for being on the show today. We um, we appreciate you as always. Thank you, and give our best to Sean, and we will talk to uh, talk to him soon.
6: Right, fantastic! Thank you very much again.
1: All right, that's Jim Baker from Mister Electric of Phoenix, and we're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back with our next guests, Joe Pep and Jack Alva from Extra Mile Painting. And again, if you think all paints are alike or all painters are alike, you need to make sure that you listen because we're going to we're going to take you to school on that. So don't go away. This is Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe. With today's trend to live a more sustainable lifestyle, you definitely want to choose a container home company you can trust. High-tech containers can give you that peace of mind. Their knowledgeable staff can guide you through the process of achieving your dream, your own container home. From design to completion, from basic to high-tech, contact them today at hightechcontainers.com. Or give them a call at 623-980-3862. That's 623-980-3862.
0: Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies, three Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org.
1: All right, we are back, and uh, you're listening to Boxcar Universe right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And our next uh, set of guests is Joe Pep and Jack Alva from Extra Mile Painting. And the uh, guys, welcome to the show. Great to have you on. Thanks for being here.
7: Great to be here. Thank you for being Thanks the for the having time. us, Steve. Uh, all right, guys. Tell our listeners a little bit about you know, Extra Mile Painting. I started Extra Mile Painting back in 1989 in Illinois, and up until uh, 2015, I operated it there. I came here in 2015 and wanted a little sunshine, a little less winter. A little less snow and ice. (laughs) Exactly, and uh, we found that our services are very needed here and uh, found a really uh, embracing market for our business.
1: Really great. And I know, obviously, when you lived in Illinois, I know I lived in Chicago for six years. It, you know, the, you, you have challenges, especially when you have to paint outside. Inside, you know, you always have, you can turn the heat on, but out, you know, out here, you've got, you've got the complete opposite. You can paint all year round, but you've got those three months in the summer, which are really, really a challenge that you have to get out at the crack of dawn.
7: Exactly. It's uh, a different market. I think you mentioned in the last segment about uh, just different challenges in different environments. And the, the heat was definitely a challenge. And we, we do use Dunn-Edwards paints, which were, was formulated in the Southwest and has many components to, you know, help with that uh, heat factor. Absolutely. Jack, what, do you, uh, what is your exact job
1: position with uh, Extra Mile Painting?
3: Well, it's funny you ask, Steve. Uh, I wear kind of many hats, uh, but more or less. Like all of us, right? (laughs) Wherever I'm needed, but mainly it's going to be in sales, uh, customer service, and in processes that are dealt with that are not on site in actual application of the paint. So that's what I do. So you could say I'm a Joe Jr. and then uh, <laughs> Hector, <laughs> okay. our, uh, our other main component to the company. He's also a Joe Jr., if you could look at it that way. He's the guy who gets it done, who actually uh, runs the cruise.
1: Yeah, and that's so important. But um, let's talk a little bit about painting trends. And tell us a little bit of what, what you're seeing, especially out here in the desert.
3: Well, I mean, much hasn't changed uh, other than the actual product itself, but uh, everyone wants to blend in for the most part with the the environment. You know, they want to make less of a footprint, not only in terms of uh, the material that's going on their house. A lot more people are sensitive to the uh, eco-friendly movement that's been ongoing, as you see in the news all the time, climate change, those types of things. So they're very sensitive to that, and they want to help out as much as possible by using particular products like a low VOC, et cetera. But in terms of color, um, I would say it's still pretty much earth tones. I mean, it's predominant, unless you're in Arcadia, of course.
2: Are you look, Are you talking about exterior paint specifically, or are you thinking interior? Because um, I would like to ask, uh, what are your trends? What are you guys seeing for exteriors? Are you seeing any darker homes? Because I can tell you from you know being in the design business, I have a lot of clients that love that darker look on the exterior of homes, and I realize we are in Arizona, right, with really high heats, Um, but I think that also lends to a little bit of a mid-century modern look as well. It just really depends on the style of the house, right? Um, but then also interior, I'd like for you guys to touch on um, what you're seeing as far as interior paints and color trends, maybe even uh, patterns. Um, are you seeing anything painted on ceilings, things like that? And then cabinets. I know we didn't get to um, hear everything that you guys do, so I'd like for you to talk about that. You do, you know, exterior paint, interior paint. You guys can do cabinet painting painting from my understanding. You also do epoxy floors um, and I'd like for you guys to maybe touch on that.
7: That's a good question, Mel. Um, We do deal a lot with HOAs, so exteriors. A lot of times that's really clearly defined and there's, like Jack said, there's not a lot of variance. Gotcha. Um, But where there's no HOAs, we see people going with black trim, black doors. Um, Sometimes the soffit and fascia will be darker as well or reverse that, the body's dark and the, the trim is light. So there's a lot of experimenting going on there, a lot of freedom, when there's not an HOA. Interior-wise, we see, we've seen the trend go from the grays to the whites, as you know, um, and, and with different sheen levels. Gotcha. Uh, so, uh, so it adds dimension to a, a completely white home where you might have flat white ceiling paint with uh, eggshell or matte finish on the walls and then a semi-gloss or a low luster on the trim and doors.
2: Gotcha what about cabinets? What are you guys seeing? I know me personally as a designer, um, I've gotten away from using, you know, the, the basic grays and now we're really into the grayish, you know, kind of a classic looking color. And really the way I design, I like to just be timeless with everything and, and adding accent colors in with more of my furnishings as far as like window coverings and, and, um, You know, pillows and things like that. Do you actually see clients painting like bold colors on walls for accents? Are you guys seeing that or is it just pretty neutral inside the home still?
3: I think it's pretty neutral still for the most part. It's, I mean, people do have trends. There are trends that are going on, but um, people still like to play it safe. But I do see a lot more of these jewel tone colors. Uh, being used on things like, uh, for example, if you have a kitchen island, their cabinets uh, will be one color, and then you'll have the uppers and the lowers be a completely different color. And it really adds that uh, shot of color and spark to the main component of the house, which is typically the, the kitchen. I mean, that's where people congregate, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I have a question on that. So can you guys give me just a little bit of background on the cabinet painting? Is there a special process that you guys use? Um, because I can tell you from a designer's standpoint, paint can do wonders, right? Um, and that is a very affordable way for people to update their home. Um, and also cabinet painting as well as, as opposed to replacing an entire kitchen. Is there a special product or a process that you guys would recommend?
7: Yes, it's uh, it's a great question. We do paint cabinets weekly, and we've uh, not had any callbacks. We use a product from Don Edwards called Arista Shield. It has a urethane finish, and after a thorough cleaning and and priming with a really high-end primer, uh, the the application is done um, to keep those cabinets. From, even from brown wood cabinets, like your traditional golden oak cabinets that no one likes, mm-hmm. to <laughs> to black or I've white, I've out a lot of those. <laughs> it, it really does a it does a great job, and it is a it, it is an economical way to bring about a complete facelift on a property, or maybe even a pocket car. Right, exactly,
1: exactly. You know, that's one of the things too. You think about that um, again; it always comes back to to budget. You know what's your budget, and but there, you could like Mel. You know, I mean, you could do an interior design. You could do wonders on different budget levels, which I don't think some people don't even realize because they think, oh my God, I have to do this, this, and, and and you know, they're they're always thinking negative because they're thinking, oh, it's going to cost me a fortune. Well, it doesn't have to cost you a fortune because you could be very selective in what you do, and by the time you get done designing it, it's like it, it's like you don't even recognize it. It's, well, it's completely new.
2: I agree with you on that, a uh, hundredfold, actually. I think most people think that hiring an interior designer is just out of their budget, but I've actually known Joe for many years, and uh, we've worked together also. And um, I will tell you that having a interior designer come out and and whether it's me or another designer uh, to do even a paint consultation, um, you know, it, it's it's worth its weight in gold. I cannot stress to you that um, it's very easy for people to pick the wrong color. Uh, maybe they're not putting the samples up in the right time of day and giving that, you know, time. For them to process, um, even in you know our own place, uh, there was a color that I've used many of times for clients, and it was fabulous. And for some reason, in our house, it looked purple, and uh, <laughs> and and I am admitting to that as a designer. And and let me tell you, um, lesson learned. You know, I always tell my clients, put that paint on the wall, just have a bigger swatch there, live with it for a little bit, because that's a lot of money, you know, to pay to have a painter come out. And they're not going to do it for free if you don't like it, you know, you, and I'm sure you guys have experienced that. So Joe and I've been working together doing, um, the, the consultations, um, and that's a simple way to have a designer come out. Um, but yes, uh, you know, good design. Um, y- it doesn't mean that you have to spend a fortune on all of your furnishings. There's a lot of things that you can do to make that work.
1: Yeah. We want to wrap up a one more thing I want to mention before we wrap up the show for today. You know, one of the things that we always talked about for years, and uh, again, there's no accounting for experience. When you have experience in what what the profession you're doing, and when we're talking about painting, you know, a lot of times, a lot of you probably heard me say this a couple years ago. Well, you know, don't let your landscaper paint your house. That guy's got oh I got this extra paint you know I did my house I can paint your house and it'll cost me this much money you you know that guy you know is that that maybe that's the guy who's Robin I'll remember the guy like burned up in the field (laughs) because it's so hot out here but no seriously it's it takes you need to make sure that you you're paying for your house to get painted but also you're paying for the knowledge of the painter and obviously when you when When I'm sure when Joe and Jack go out and they look at a home, they're evaluating the home, looking at a lot of different variables to be able to give you their honest opinion and give you an honest, you know, competitive estimate. And I think that's so, so very important. But um, make sure when you guys decide what you're going to do, whether it be, you know, your container home or regular home, you need to make sure you call uh, you guys, Jack and Joe, from Extra Mile Painting.
2: Real quick, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about before we wrap up? Is well, there anything would, that we missed?
7: I would just say, bringing it back to Boxcar Universe, we would know the right paint application for the right surface. We would never hesitate to call Mel to let us learn about the color and color based on where the lighting is, where natural lighting may be, where their window lighting may be, where what kind of light is in the ceiling. It's very important to color, as as Mel mentioned.
1: It's and it's just so very important to make sure that you do that and again. And if you are uh, in an HOA, obviously you have a lot of different const- you know constrictions that you have to adhere to, right. and uh, a lot of time they are earth earth tones. You know, unless you get into those certain areas, like in Phoenix, where, you know, uh, like Joe had said, they just experiment. Yeah. You know, and they just there's, you know, you know what the the. What do they say, the stars or the... Or the <laughs> I did it again. Okay. All right. We'll shoot for the stars. <laughs> for the
2: Joe, um, real quick before we, before we end our uh, segment here, um, can you tell all of our listeners um, where they can find you on the web if you want to give out a phone number? Are you on Facebook, Instagram?
7: We are on Facebook. Uh, our, web, uh, our website is com. And we have great reviews on Google and Yelp. You could find us using it on the first page. And our, on Facebook. And
1: on Facebook. All right. Guys, thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate your your time. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show. And we want to thank you for being uh, a sponsor on the show. We'd like we like to welcome you to uh, our family of sponsors. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, guys. Thank you.
7: All thank you, right. Steve Mel.
1: All right. That's, a, that's our wrap for the show today. We want to thank all our guests, as we say, you know, Jack and, uh, and Joe, obviously, from Extra Mile Painting, along with Jim Baker from, uh, you know, Mr. Electric, along with Eduardo Coronado from Reyes Tile. And just want to make sure that you visit us, come back and listen to us next week. And remember, let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a good week.